Welcome to On Range, answering questions nobody asked. On this week's episode, the wolves go after the black sheep. Hey, Artie. I was thinking, what are we getting paid for this? I think the contract for I think the contract was for one seventy five an hour for facility use and providing refreshments, plus a little goodwill with Judge uh, what's whatever his name is. So should I uh, should I go pick up MK when I get the sandwiches from Patty's, or, or is she gonna drive herself? If you're gonna bill them for taking her back, please make it a separate line item. If they're going to contest it, I want it easy to sort out. Must be the boys. Wonder why uh, Warren didn't just tell him to come on in. Well, hey, welcome. Thank you for the use of your offices. This really makes our deposition so much easier. Always here to help for a small fee. <laughs> Restrooms are on the left. Your conference room is down here at the end of the hall. This used to be the formal dining area. My great-great-grandfather built the house after he started the town. So, you own a town? No! My great-grandfather did, until the revolt of 1903. Dark days for my family. Several great-uncles were, well, nothing was ever proven, but the rumors persist that great-uncle Floyd was fleecing several local business owners and having his way with their wives. He was quite the ladies' man, so they say anyway. They uh, ran him out of town. All we know is that he didn't come back, and nobody's ever called to say he was dead. Wow. That took a turn. So, I'll be back in my office if you need anything. Gotta keep those billable hours up. (laughs) Please state your name and address for the record. It's Richard Dean Janssen. D-E-A-N. The address is, uh, Patty's house. I mean, I could drive you there, but, uh, I don't know if we ever known the address before. I think we have her on our list for later today. We can get that from her. Mr. Janssen, can you tell us in your own words what happened the night of September 14th? It's Rick. My first name is Rick. My last name is Janssen. Yeah, so me and the old lady was sitting on the trunk of my 69 Charger Hemi when I was reaching for a beer and we hear this noise, like an angry Volkswagen on steroids. But it's coming from the sky, so it can't be Herbie, because that's a movie, right? Anyway, I start hearing backfires from the engine, and I'm thinking to myself, if that Volkswagen has Webers on it, they're going to be needing a rebuild. About what time was this? I don't know. I was at least half case in, must have been Friday, probably was Friday. (laughs) 
For the record, the 911 call was placed at approximately 8.53 p.m. on Wednesday, September 14th. We assert that this could have taken place no more than 10 minutes before the first call went out. So you were intoxicated? Nah, I hold my own pretty good. Please continue, Rick. So this aeroplane flies over me and Patty, and comes down really hard in my backyard. Like, there's grinding and crunching. Sounds like the county demolition derby. I'm thinking I should call the kids so they can come watch, you know? Anyway, Patty runs into the house to call Barney and Gomer. Who are they? The cops in the fire department. Where'd you people grow up? Don't you know Mayberry? Jeez. So she's calling them. I'm laying on my car, trying to experience karma or something. This guy walks up and says, I'm out of gas. You got any? I said, no, but we can get you some. So I fired up the wheeler and we buzzed over to Patty's. And I charged 50 bucks on my account there and charged him 100 for me helping him out of the jam he was in. We get back to my place and he says, Can you help me get my plane? Yeah, you betcha, I says. So we put the Gaza in the plane, uh, and he fires it up and takes off. Just as he clears the trees, Tom runs up beside me and asks who that was. I don't know, I says. She said something I didn't hear and jumps in her car, sirens wailing and lights flashing and takes off back down to town. Anything else you can remember? Pretty sure I blacked out afterwards because I woke up driving my 53 DeSoto. Okay, thanks, Mr. Janssen. We'll be in touch if we need anything else. I can keep my hundred bucks, right? Right? Well, you all heard the story once. Don't know why you gotta put me on the spot, but I'll run it again. When did you first notice the airplane? Well, we was just sitting on the back of Rick's old car. I was telling him he drinks too much. You know, he's always got a cooler full, and most of the time he's got a snoot full. His mama always said... If we could stick to the incident at hand, please. Oh, yeah, sorry. So Rick was just leaning in to give me a kiss when we hear this terrible rattle. I thought it might be Jeff the painter in one of his crappy old vans, but it seemed kind of late. The plane? Yep, it was the plane. Just kind of dropped out of the sky in my yard like some kind of space junk. Tell us what happened next. Well, I don't know. I ran for the house to call out the guys. The guys? Was someone else in your house? No, to the responders, 911. Go on. So I called 911 and said a plane crashed into the yard and just missed a zucchini patch. But I must have been excited because she thought Dane was passed out in my zucchini patch. Well, wake him up and send him home, the dispatcher says. Send who home? Dane. His old lady's going to be pissed. What happened next? Well, I don't really know, because by the time I got that figure out with Donuts, she's the 911 lady, Rick was driving off on the wheeler, and some dude was riding like a dead deer on the back rack. So I went back inside to call Cookie. She's been watching for these drones lately. I heard the wheeler come back, but it's hard to get Cookie off the phone. By the time I did, I come 
inside just in time to see the plane taking off while Rick is standing there waving a bill in the air like a hoochie at the F.E. Rodeo. Were you the 911 caller? Did you speak with or see Officer Thomas? No. No to which question? Whichever you want, I guess. I need you to respond to both questions separately. Yeah, I can do that. What question was that? Were you the 911 caller? Yeah. Did you speak with or see Officer Thomas? No. Okay, I think we are done here. Did you wanna? No? Okay. Thank you, Ms. Johnson. Have a nice day. Those roast beast sandwiches are really good. You should eat some. Thank you for coming in, Officer Tom. You responded to the 911 call? Yeah. Came over my radio. Wasn't sure exactly what was going on. Patty's saying someone's sleeping in her zucchini patch. Well, figured I'd be hauling someone home or to the drunk tank for the night to sleep it off. Well, I get there, and there's a dang plane taking off. Saw Rick there waving some money in the air, so I asked him who the pilot was. Well, Rick is three sheets to the wind and don't know who it is. Man can't hold his own for nothing. Please continue. What happened next? Well, I look at the money Rick is holding, the gas chug on the wheeler, and it clicks. What does? Those guys put regular car gas into the darn airplane. That plane ain't gonna stay up long, and it's heading towards town. So... In all honesty, I said a few unprofessional words and hopped back in my cruiser. Followed the smoke trail of the plane all the way to town. Saw the plane jostling this way and that and up and down when I did spot it. What happened when you caught up to the plane? Well, it, it, it didn't... I didn't so much as catch up to it. It more landed. Well... If you can call it that on its own. Wouldn't quite call it a crash since it, it didn't damage too much. Owners were really upset, though. Gonna cost a pretty penny to remove it. Where exactly did it, uh, land? Crash? Where did it stop? Top of the Merkin Pub. They just redone that place, but geez. Must have paid a lot to get a roof that holds the weight of a whole dang old plane. Did you see who the pilot was? Well, it was Dane's brother, no less. Dane? Half owner of the Merkin pub. It was his brother. Seems it was the anniversary of their dad passing, and it was their dad's plane. Said he wanted to feel close to him, given they argued a lot when he was alive. Missed out on saying bye to the dad before he passed. Trying to get closure and all that, you know? Did he show you his pilot's license? Well, no. Seems he didn't quite have it yet. And he didn't file for a flight plan or wait for the actual pilot either. And, and he drank a fifth before taking off, too. Things people do when they're sad, you know? Well, <clears throat> he's going to be charged with a DUI for sure. Gotta still uphold the law. Well, and be charged for destruction of property as well. Well, actually, Dane doesn't want to press charges for that. 
He told me so himself that night when I brought his brother to the drunk tank. Guess I ended up doing that anyway, as my original thought of the situation was. Hello? Is this the right room? Yep, come on in. And you are? Please state your... I'm former LEO. I've been deposited before. Deposed? I said what I said. Can we get started or not? I need your full name and address for the record, please. Ernest Lane, Dunfield, Minnesota. Where were you when you saw the accused, and what time it was, was about it? About nine ten, nine fifteen, because MK was closing up, and I don't like leaving those kids alone with all that tourist money in the registers. I was at Patty's. Rick pulls up in his wheeler, unloads two or three five-gallon pails, and starts hollering that MK didn't turn the pumps on. He comes in loaded. His buddy is pretty tuned up, too. Anyway, the young lady behind the convenience counter gets the pumps on because she knows Patty is going to be mad if she hears how Rick was mistreated. So he goes back out and starts filling cans. Meanwhile, this other guy looks around, grabs a bag of jerky, and starts eating it before he pays at the counter. Then Rick comes in, signs the slip, and they get on the wheeler with the guy hugging one of the cans and kind of laid over like a carcass on the back. Is there anything else you can think of? Nope. Thank you. Good afternoon and thanks for meeting me. I'm recording this so we can transcribe it later. Would you please state your name and contact information for the record, please? Aria Louise Shackelford. I live at 210-79-745th Street, La Hall Township, Babbitt Zip Code. My number is 218-555-9764. Can you relate the events of the evening of September 14th, please? At about 9.10 p.m. Well, I was closing up. We close at 9, and that jerk, Rick Johnson, comes in, banging on the door to turn on the pump. I told him I can't charge to his account. He screamed back. Um, he's got cash on him and flashes a $100 bill. So I turned the pump on. Then I unlocked the door so he could come in and pay. Then this other guy I don't know comes in and starts tearing up my store, eating bags of chips, grabbing a bag of buffalo jerky, and some of our small batch elk jerky, brings it up to the counter and tells me to put it in Rick's account. But he didn't say Rick, he just says, Dat guy's account. What happens next? Well, Rick comes in and says he's gonna pay, and starts looking for his cash in his pockets, but he can't find it. So I can't close the till without a receipt, so I have to write up a slip anyway. I figured I'd get in trouble either way, so I just put it on Rick and Patty's account. I figured Patty could track him down the next day and get the money he showed me. There isn't anywhere he could spend it after nine in town anyways. So I left a note and told her the whole story in a text, and she was not happy. It took an extra thirty minutes to clean up after that jerk and the other guy, too. Was there anything else? No. I'd like to forget that night as soon as possible. And why was that? When I got home, my dog had been knocked out by someone who must have thrown a piece of scrap at her. It required a trip to the vet and everything. I'm really sorry to hear that. 
Thank you, Mr. Dunfield and Mr. Davidson, for the use of this facility. We really appreciate it. And also the recommendation for lunch at Patty's. It was really good. Oh, yeah? What'd you, what'd you have? Oh, what was it called? The Colossus Burger? Mm. Oh, still finding to keep it in, are you? Bert, you're probably going to want to keep an eye on him. That's probably going to follow you all the way back. Well, I wouldn't be too worried about that end. It's the other end you got to watch out for. Yeah, it's what, 3.45, 4 o'clock? I'd give him about another hour. You're going to want to stop at the Holiday on Midway Road in 53. Just trust us. So you're saying I ate a ticking time bomb? I don't know if I'd say I'd put it exactly that way, but... Obviously not from around here. You're probably still going to want to order another one. I mean, we always do. And we definitely pay for it. It was delicious. I wonder, what are the odds they actually make it to Midway before? (laughs) Not a chance. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode. On to Range is a Second Avenue Studio production with location assistance provided by Lost 40 Studios and including the voice talents of Katie Rose, Wendy Ernstinen, Anna Hoke, Luke Shaw, Dave Schroeder, David Damaris, Brock Smith, Finley Carey, and Scott Smith. Look for us on Facebook at On to Range, on Twitter at On to Range, Instagram at On to Range, and the web at on Have a great week. See you next time.